PFF NFL Daily. Today, discussing the Baltimore Ravens, not only coming off a very difficult loss against their hated rival, the Pittsburgh Steelers, but now losing Marlon Humphrey, star cornerback for the entire season with a shoulder injury. And Sam, this just continues. It's not even a run of injuries, but the season started with the Ravens losing their entire backfield, losing uh, fellow star corner Marcus Peters. At cor- yeah, they, they've been stitching this together all year. I know every team has injuries, but this is one of the big, biggest ones of the entire season once again now for the Ravens. Yeah, huge blow to them. Their secondary was was already really banged up. Marlon Humphrey was the their best corner anyway, you know, even independent of all the injuries. He was the best guy coming into the year. He's been the best guy all season because they, they everyone else has been hurt. So now with him going down, you are down to a complete backup group of cornerbacks. Um, and it has to be a problem. Like Marlon Humphrey was the guy, in addition to everything else, who had the versatility to move around that defense and to cover uh, specific receivers you wanted to take out of the game and receivers of all shapes and sizes, whether it's a number one, whether it's a tight end, whether it's a guy in the slot. Humphrey was the guy given the the difficult assignments and the um, unique assignments that required moving around. That is a real blow for him. And as you said, a team that has been dealing with injuries just throughout the season at some point, you reach a critical mass, right, where it's just too much. And in particular, when you get them concentrated in one position group, and this secondary really has had its ass kicked. Yeah, and, and look, I think when you pl- when you want to play football the way the Ravens do, which is with a lot of zero blitzes, which means everybody's in man coverage, with um, just generally, I, I thought you laid out Humphrey's role pretty well, uh, the pressure that they put on their secondary players, right, with either blitzing or, in Humphrey's case, one week he might be covering Jamar Chase, the next week he's covering Travis Kelsey. You know, he right. he could be in the slot against a shifty slot receiver or against a big 6'4 receiver on the outside. I mean, he will literally do it all. Um, he's not forcing fumbles like he did last uh, last year. Last year he had nine forced fumbles. You know, uh, he was one of those uh, those players that's really mastered the old peanut punch, you know, creating turnovers. He's always been just a turnover waiting to happen, even though he only has the one forced fumble this year and one interception. Um, but again, it, it's the it, to me, it's the role that he plays for the Ravens uh, because they put so much on him and that allows them to be creative with the, they love to blitz safeties. They love to get up in and around the line of scrimmage, give the, give the offense different looks and Humphrey can, uh, he can carry all that out. He's been just a fantastic player since uh, be, be, being their first round pick in 2017. So um, it's a big loss for the Ravens in a year of big losses now that they're at eight and four and it seems like everybody in the AFC has four or five losses now and every bit's going to help and this is going to be a tough one I think for Baltimore going forward yeah it is and look I I think Marlon Humphrey is not having his best season this year and yet it is still a massive blow for them Um, his overall PFF grade is sort of what seven points lower than it was last year his coverage grade is almost 10 points lower he's giving up more than five yards per reception, more than he did a year ago. Um, he's given up the same number of touchdowns as he did last season already. Um, and obviously he won't be given up anymore if he's shut down for the season. But, you know, giving up the same number of touchdowns already, less pass breakups, more yards, all those kinds of things. And yet, because he is that player for them that's just so important within this defense and, you know, the, the that has that important role for them, I think it's still a real body blow. And in particular, you know, this is a team that likes to blitz a ton, which means they're going to hang their cornerbacks out to dry a little bit and say, you guys need to survive on the back end one-on-one. Otherwise, this whole thing doesn't work. It's something that potentially 
you know, creates a very fundamental change within the entire scheme. Like a lot of things need to change if Marlon Humphrey is not there, not just, you know, next man up steps into this role. Yeah, we'll get into some of the implications as far as the rest of the depth chart goes. But of course, football fans, I'm sure you all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. The sportsbook isn't yet available in your state. You can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. And DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code PFF this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sam, we always talk about the secondary being one of the most important positions to have depth. And I like to describe it as both a tactical reason, but also just, hey, you need to have depth for reasons like this. The tactical aspect of it is when the Ravens, you know, this offseason were envisioning uh, playing teams with great receivers. They're like, hey, we could use Marlon Humphrey here and Marcus Peters there and all this stuff. Now they're both gone. Um, So to your point, do they have to change their scheme? Um, I, I think of all the teams that at least have depth or, or so I think they have better depth than most when it comes to their cornerback situation. Anthony Averett back. Yeah, he's been okay this season. You have Jimmy Smith, who's 33 years old. And, you know, he's he was back in the lineup against the Steelers. He's been in and out of the lineup for years now. So depending on him from a durability standpoint is a tough one. Chris Westry is a big 6'4 receiver that's been a developmental prospect for them. Tavon Young in the slot. Um, those guys are far better than what other teams have at cornerback three, four, and five, but they are getting stretched, you know, thinner than, you know, they wanted to be obviously at this point in the season. Yeah. I mean, you can definitely paint a picture whereby these guys are able to cobble it together. Jimmy Smith, you know, has been a good outside cornerback during his career. Tavon Young at his best is a guy that's, it's a very good slot corner, but is not quite the same guy at the moment as he was before injuries. So you can kind of paint a picture where you say, you know, Jimmy Smith can stay healthy and survive on the outside, and Tavon Young goes to, goes to the slot and, and mans that spot. You can kind of patch up what you lost in terms of versatility with Marlon Humphrey moving around, but it, you're just a lot less secure in that because Young hasn't been playing at his best uh, since coming back from those injuries. Jimmy Smith is old, is injured, is just not reliable at this point, um, stepping into that kind of role. So. It's just tougher, and and the Ravens are going to need their corners to do a lot and to hold up one-on-one because they do like to blitz so much. And now when we look at the schedule remaining, so they're going to come back and play the Browns once again next week. They have the Packers in two weeks, so you got to face Aaron Rodgers in that passing attack. You have the Cincinnati Bengals the day after Christmas. Uh, Bengals already put up over 40 on them the first time around. Jamar Chase had that 84-yarder against Marlon Humphrey in that particular game. You have the Rams in uh, week 17, and then the Steelers once again in week 18, who you just lost to. So uh, the other part of this is, okay, so they're going to face all these teams. A lot of them have very good passing offenses. Then there's the communication aspect uh, in the secondary. We saw even in this game, Deontay Johnson running wide open uh, over the middle of the field for a big play. That's the other aspect. Humphrey, from a communication standpoint, you're going to take a big you know step back when you lose your veteran and you lose your leader back there. So a lot of reasons to not 
obviously not not feel good about this for the Ravens, whether it's the schedule coming up or the importance of Marlon Humphrey to the team. Um, but do you think we do you think they could put it together? Some of the offseason investment in pass rushers, guys like Justin Houston, Adafi Owe up front. Can they change what they're doing and rely a little bit more on those guys up front, play more zone on the back end and just try to mitigate the damage at this point in the season? Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a disaster. They they can do some things schematically to kind of damage limitation. But, you know, so far this season, the Ravens like run cover zero on like 10% of the snaps. So one out of every 10 coverage snaps, those corners are essentially on an island with no safety net behind them. And if you screw up, it's potentially a touchdown. They're playing, you know, uh, man coverage, just just man-free single high safety on like 25% of the time. Those guys are being hung out to dry and asked to cover receivers a lot of the time. And you're right, they might have to pivot and say, we just don't have the guys that can do that anymore. We're going to have to dial it back. We're going to have to play more zone. We're going to have to get pressure with our front four and not try and uh, rush the passer with extra guys and send those def- uh, safeties and defensive backs because we just don't trust the DBs to hold up anymore. Um, and, you know, in, in the playoffs in particular, um, almost all the, the best teams that we're talking about this year, whether it's in the NFC or the AFC, have a bunch of receiving weapons. So it's not just, you know, whether you have the number one or a number two corner, but it's can number three and number four hold up because that's how deep you're going to need to go to stop some of these top offenses and everybody has to move one up the depth chart now right so the back it, your depth was pretty good to begin with and they have a much better situation at number three and number four than a lot of teams do but all of a sudden now number three and number four are number two and number three or number one number two you know what i mean the the real issue is now what does your depth look like and here's the number that stands out to me from PFF premium stats, all part of your elite package, which is 40% off right now using the promo code cyber 40, 428 snaps for Marlon Humphrey coming into the week as the outside corner, another 160 as your slot corner, another 80 just in and around the line of scrimmage. It is like at, you know, losing a player at multiple positions. So multiple guys do have to step up in Marlon Humphrey's absence. It is the PFF NFL daily.